my cat might appear at one point. <laughs> I, have a fu- I, have a, I have a funny looking cat, one that look like an old man. Like an old man cat, so like a member of KISS, basically. Uh, you'll see in a minute. This town deserves a better class. Heavy Metal Podcast. I'm gonna get a... If you do not listen, then the hell with you. Well, you beautiful mother punchers, before we get into our holy deep dive on the tiny man with a giant voice, I managed to cyberbully Joe Nally, the bassist, lead vocalist, and frontman for the London-based trio that is absolutely blowing up in the world of heavy metal right now, Earn. Those of you who listen regularly to the podcast know I am a huge fan of this band. I featured them as an example of the future Ucher Ucher of heavy metal and played a clip of Desolate Heart off of their debut LP, Serpent and Spirit. But now, Urn have released their second record, titled A Feast on Sorrow, through Candlelight Records, and about which Dom Lawson, the singular voice on English heavy metal, says, arguably heavier, certainly more aggressive and several levels more intense than its predecessor, A Feast on Sorrow is ridiculously good, and it will probably make you cry. Can confirm. Lawson continues, Earn have topped their brilliant debut and delivered the most sincerely heavy experience imaginable. If your heart can take it, I couldn't recommend it more highly. So I managed to catch Joe while waiting outside his house on Zoom, on a Zoom meeting, that I did with him while I was in America. And here is some of what he had to say. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. No, no, it's fine. Hopefully the, uh, I haven't got like a swanky setup, so uh, hopefully the audio is good enough for you. You know what? It's good enough. How are you doing, man? This must be crazy right now. You just released the second album. There he is. Oh, yes. He's like Grumpy Cat. Yeah. What's his Otis. name? Otis. Otis. Yeah. So, but yeah, mate, everything's been going good. It's been pretty, been pretty surreal. Um, I bet. You know, it's to, to, you know, it's been an 18 month process or maybe longer. I mean, it's not last November, November before. So yeah, about 18 months, 19 yeah. months process um, since, since we kind of started writing and what we were going to write about and what have you. And now it's, it's done. Yeah. And, uh, and you put it out. It's yeah. And it's just now, it, um, it belongs to everyone else. Right. It's weird. Like we played, we played a really big festival this weekend and it was very odd for me. It was a really weird feeling. And I just, you know, I wish I could have felt as happy as everyone else. It was weird. Once we played, I just wanted to, say hello to a few people and just hang out with my mates, just like yeah. my actual mates outside of music. And I just, I didn't want to be there. It was, it was like a weird feeling. It was a, a bizarre feeling that I had. And I guess some people will get it and not many will. I think if you've been a performer, you know, at any point you, you get that, you know, Roger Waters talked about, you know, the wall came out of the fact that he just wanted to put something up between himself and the audience, you know, like, I just want to play the music. <laughs> kind of disassociate. Mm -hmm. I started out 
as an actor, I've been an actor on um, doing a lot of classical theater and Broadway and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which led me to tech makes perfect sense. But I've definitely had that feeling where I'm like, I, you know, I know where fans wait outside the door, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out that door. So that actually leads me to a question I wanted to ask you, because this is such personal material. This is I yeah. mean, this is about this is about loss of a fam, two family members, correct? Uh, the one one has happy past. Yeah. And yeah. One, it's obviously um, it's a it's a declining process. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah sadly, one path. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it's it's really tough. My 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 dad passed in um, 2006, and it was about a two year process as well. And so that long, slow kind of mm-hmm. this a lot on this um, this album hits really hard. You know, I was listening to it on the way in, and there's stuff. There are certain lines that stand out, like um, when the flood came rushing in. There's that line about you know our hearts will never be the same. I, you know mm-hmm. that feeling so so strong if you've ever been through that where you're like this is not um I, i'm never gonna i'm never gonna get over this i'm just gonna get further away from it and i wonder mm-hmm. for you in sort of anticipating continuing to play this album for people and continuing to play this live if y- you've already noticed the way that you feel about it start to change or if um you can anticipate it changing in the future as you get further out from it you know there might be moments when um, when performing one of the songs, it might kind of catch me, but it was weird. It's when, Once I finished writing the lyrics, that was when I was kind of like, I felt a bit free of them. Um, mm-hmm. Performing them was like the next stage. And there's there's videos that Joe has where I've, I've got a pretty loud voice and there was some takes where I was having to stand outside the booth and shout against the wall so it'd come back. <clears throat> but it was like you have to do everything for this. It has to be the right take, and you have to get the right amount of mo- emotion. And and that's that's what's led to some people, you know, I've, I've, you know, t- today alone, I've seen people going about a hardcore vocalist. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm, that's that's my voice. That's I'm not. I'm I can do a lot of my voice, but I'm not trying to mask. There's certain screams. That's that, what you're hearing is mine. Right. I don't want it to just sound like someone else. So once that's out, once I kind of got it out performing the songs now it's, it's almost like a muscle memory like i have to learn how to play the bass get it all kind of put in you know it's, it's kind of falling from one level to another to another and yeah. then it it all kind of comes out into the mic and i don't maybe feel so so much emotion yet but that's i'm a little bit uh i just need some time from yeah. myself to kind of get over it but already like um already in this brief what two three days we've had I've had people reach out and people saying, replying to other people on Instagram, Facebook and whatnot, saying what, how already this felt like an album that they personally needed because of this reason yeah. or that reason. I've had someone to say, today I had to put down both of my dogs oh, and then this yeah. album comes out just about grief. It's not just yeah. about, oh, because it's about dementia or Alzheimer's. It doesn't mean that it's just about that. And if you don't, if you haven't been through that, you don't know. It's just about grief of losing yeah. someone be it quick, be it slow. And that person who's gone through, I mean, I can only imagine like, like you've just seen my, my cat. And I, <laughs> I, I think about it all yeah. the time. God, I, I mean, and the fact that someone's had to put down a, their dog, sadly, but then they managed to kind of find some r- release in listening to a, a metal album, mm-hmm. which is about grief. You know, it's kind of things like, oh, fucking hell. Okay. 
But yeah. I've still got to get my, my head around it. It's still a, you know, it's it's been a weird one. Sometimes, you know, I, I think maybe like, you know, when people go, oh, so you can speak to someone or whatnot. But if you can't, if I can't figure out what I need to say, yeah. you know, it's easy for me to, you know, I'll end up writing about it. But um, yeah, I mean, we've got a show on Thursday and I feel like, you know, it's a week, almost a week that people have had it. So I wonder if you'll see... Yeah, a, a, a sort of unique response to the music now that people have had it for a week. I just, it, it's really interesting that you say that, that I was I was listening to it the other day and I was thinking about, because I'm a Shakespeare nerd, I was thinking about Richard II saying at the end of his life something about my my, my soul is on high and my, my gross flesh sinks downward to die. There's something about that, mm-hmm. like, that experience of death and grief and you know people will say to me like oh i've never lost a parent so i don't know what it's like and it's like no but you've lost a dog you've lost a pet and loss Mm -hmm. is loss you just scale Mm -hmm. it up you know what i mean and and you know you know the experience it's just like you dip your toe in the river you know what the ocean is basically like you can imagine it you know yeah yeah Um, totally and and i I was thinking about that experience of the of listening to this and and it does have that kind of exaltation something spiritual that it feels like there's something uh something that that spiritually lifts out of the album of grief and loss of uh something corporeal you know (laughs) yeah i get you i mean that's that i mean that's that's really like nice and kind to hear it's um it's weird because I don't I don't necessarily read. I'm not very well educated and uh I've like learned along the way, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh one of my friends, she came around and she read the lyrics before the album came out. And she's amazed that I, I literally don't I have books and I have all the intention to read them. <laughs> but I mate, this it's 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 pointless. I don't, it doesn't connect. Everybody with me. processes information differently. I'm a super, super slow reader. So, like, I had, uh. last night I was watching a show and there were captions on it. And I was like, wait, I got to go back. And my wife's like, I'll just read them to you. Okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I have two degrees <laughs> and I can't, I cannot read the thing fast enough, man. <laughs> it's just, I just don't know what it is about it. I mean, I'd love to be one of them people who, people who do like a book a week. Oh, fuck. And then no. on the other hand, no. I couldn't. Uh, that's like that's like bloody uh, i don't even know i feel like if someone went you need to read a book a week for the next month or like we're going to take your house away i'm getting prepared (laughs) to be fucking homeless because i can't do it so um no i was the kid that everybody had to wait for everybody had to wait to turn the page so i've got this anxiety about i have to read fast enough so i'm trying to read it but i'm like i'm not taking any of this in none of it's coming in i'm such a slow reader but Anyway, yeah. I think that happens to me, to be fair. When I, when I start to read, I'm like, I know I've just got to the end of a page and I cannot tell you a fucking thing that's just yes. happened. Yep, so exactly. I, I, just don't, I, don't, I just don't bother really with it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I get what you mean um, about you know, the lyrics having that sort of purpose. I guess for me, when it comes to writing, I kind of, I know I need something to write each song about. I find like a... a it's just a line I feel and then a lot falls out from that yeah so this one was easier to write about because it's a current process you yeah. know it's something that I can draw from all the time like the the reference of um <clears throat> look to the shore and follow the fires um they will lead you back to peace now where we've moved down to the to the coast yeah we all live my parents I live like you know the seas just around there you know mm-hmm. but a point of the year 
along the shoreline, there's they like these big fires, like these big pits that you oh, yeah. can see for like miles and miles. And that's the reference of like, you know, whenever you pass on or what have you, yeah. whatever you're doing, look for those and you follow that and you will find us. And that that's what that's based on. And there's there's a number of things. I look back kind of to um and like the bit in flood and just when we felt alive mm-hmm. the flood came rushing in it was like and just like when we started this new life the flood i mentioned something else the flood is wasn't the ocean or what have you it was that just funny enough just just there where we kind of got everything confirmed to us that we already knew yeah but it wasn't official and the flood was actually i, I couldn't lift you start whenever you get shocking news as, as, as you touched on with you um, losing your father like I couldn't lift my head up because it's almost a, it's just like an embarrassment sort of thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All I could see was just where across from where I was sitting was my sister and I could just see tear upon tear yeah. hitting the table. And that is the flood. That was the flood of her like yeah. emotion. And, and um, yeah, there's, there's all, there's all different things. I kind of maybe need to read through them for myself and to remember, <laughs> to remember the, the, the lyrics and, um, do you struggle with that at all, ever? Yeah, do you know what? Today there's a piece written by Kerrang, a big, a massive piece about mm-hmm. me, and I, I absolutely feel sick at the thought of reading that. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you if you read reviews or if you, because I've been, I've been reading a bunch of reviews, and they're, I mean, they're, you know, you know, they're, you, this is superlative. You're in a, you're, you're in a great place with this album. You know, there's always going to be detractors, or like you said, Germans and Americans don't <laughs> seem. <like laughs> it has something to do with World well, War II, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what that? It's we've only ever played Germany once, and it was amazing. I just think what it is that they have a certain style of uh, metal over there, it and might. it's might you know it's it's maybe very different. But saying that, they're not they've not been bad reviews at all. That they all gone like oh you know it's a good album, just room for improvement. I'm like I, I'm an, oh you know I'm not an egotistical person at 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 all, and <laughs> that's one thing I try to pride myself on with the guys, and you know you know I'm always reminding them, but not because they're they're, they're not like it at all. I'm just like, you know, we could always do better. Sure. You know, um, but you can't ever tell me that's an, that's a good, that's an okay album. I know. I know exactly what you mean. I, I, I dude, I had the worst review I ever got in my life was for all my sons. And I played Chris and it's this, I mean, I'm bawling my eyes out. It's just the soul rending experience. And the first review I got was Quinn Matfeld is good as Chris. And I'll never fucking forget that. I'd rather you tell me you hated everything. Then tell me, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's like, do you yeah. know what this required? Yeah. yeah. Can you listen to? People you can listen to a feast on sorrows and go, that's pretty good. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Do you know what? What matters to me is like actual fans liking it, and they seem to like yeah. it. And over here, we have a guy called Dom Lawson, who is the metal guy. Uh-huh. Always has been. Always the best. And he reckons it's he reckons it's next level. It is. Death. And I, I like that, but I did see one last night. And I mean, they could not get out of their head that a metal encyclopedia had us listed as sludge and doom or something. And I'm like, mate, I couldn't tell you. Right. I was in a fucking sludge band for years. I couldn't tell you another fucking sludge band, mate. Couldn't give a bollocks. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit if it's sludge, doom, fucking jazz, fucking <laughs> classical. I couldn't give a shit. And they could not get it out of their head that it wasn't what the archive said it. I never wrote it. Right. I don't give a fuck. 
again, they, they didn't say it was rubbish or whatnot. You know, it was a lot of room for improvement. When I look at what else they've reviewed and given yeah. a good score, I'm like, you're chatting shit, mate. Yeah. And do you know what? And it's not being like, do you know what? I, I've got to be proud of what we do as a band and what I, I feel is good. I didn't think Serpent and Spirit was that great. I think, I think it's, I think that's a seven out of 10. I think there's some really shit tracks on there, but I think the best tracks on there are better than what a lot of bands have to offer. Things like Desolate Heart, uh, Serpent and Spirit Memorial, you know, mm-hmm. we've gone up there and done a 10 minute instrumental, but that was because it was a bit fun then, but now this is serious. But what I find is one thing that I kind of, for me, it's weird. It's, I read so many things where people are desperate, desperate, desperate to yeah. pigeonhole what our sound is. I'm just like, guys, it's just heavy. It's yeah. heavy metal. Yeah. But it's just written, it's written by two guitarists and two songwriters instead of one. That's why it's got, and I'm like, it's written by two guys who have invested their life into a lot of music. You go around my house, a fucking Prince of Sam Cooke, Otis yeah, Redding, Wilson Pickett, Finn Lizzie. Because that's my life is invested in music. Yeah. If I just listened to metal, we'd be a, half the band we are. I maybe want to make it a bit more uncomfortable for them people to pigeonhole us. Mm-hmm. Because they, if you know me and Angus personally, you know what we're into. We're not, you know, we're capable of. And now we've got a drummer that I feel like can elevate us to that level. James. I can't wait for what we do because, yeah, yeah, James, he's, mate, he's, he's just taken us to another step above. But now, we, I think the thing with us, now we get a bit of confidence and people are digging it. There's so much more we can achieve and do. And the one thing that we've done on both them records is we've done what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I've done, and I only need to impress Angus and Angus only needs to impress me. That's James, good. James is like, I'm there to write the drums. I'm there to write the drums. Uh. The music's written by myself and Angus. And that to me is grown up, that Lars and James thing. Yeah, cool, cool. Absolutely. We don't give a don't give a shit. We do what we do what we yep. what we believe in. Don't get me wrong with Metallica. A lot of it's fucking wrong. But <laughs> it can be when you've done when you've done what they did yeah. for them first five albums, you know. As long as me and Angus keep doing what we want to do, and that's what I think people like about it. Yeah. Then you'll get people who go, oh well, it, the vocally should sound like this and should do that. All right, go and phone form your own fucking band. Exactly. For your own band. Right. And what is good is that I feel like more and more people are like, wow, this is refreshing. But then I'll see some reviews go, oh, you know, it's pretty solid and pretty safe. And then I spend a paragraph trying to pigeonhole what our sound is. So I'm yeah. like, what is it? Yeah. Is it safe or is it something yeah. you can't quite yeah. name? Right, right, right. No, I think it's but, great. And, and you know, that that to me is always uh, a, ch- a ch- vocals are seem to be always the thing that people get hung up on. I get hung up on them too. And I can, I'm good with almost everything as long as something has, you know, an authentic sound. And to me, Mm -hmm. uh, the vocal that you have, the scream that you have is immediately so effective because it just sounds like you're pouring your heart out. You know what I mean? And I think there's something about that that's so beautiful, especially in a very harsh sound, in a sound that most mm-hmm. people outside of metal would go, good God, what is that? And not listen to it for more than two seconds. But, you know, I hear it and I go, this is pain. This is, you know, people well, think I, it's always anger and it's not always anger, it's pain. Well, you know? well I think um, some people, there's a lot of people now who do a lot of this, like Melissa Cross stuff. 
And what's there's a lot of vocalists that sound the fucking same now. Yep, How am I going to sound the same? I'm from South London. If I don't, if I try and mask where I'm from in my yep. voice, don't get me wrong. There's some tracks I could feast on solo. I'd go deeper, like deeper than I've ever done. There's other other clean singing. I've gone higher, but my shout. I learned fucking going football. Yeah, that's how I learned how to shout. Yeah, and that is my that is that's my voice. And I'm I love it. Part high there. No, and oh, it, it is what it is. But touch quickly touch Matt. Let me tell. Ninety five percent of the reviews have been this is extremely good to the album of the year to the best album in a few years. So that's fine. It's just that that them two them two reviews. Uh, you know what? It's uh, my wife and I are both actors, and I, I keep saying, you know, you're going to read ten reviews, and they're all going to be great, except for one's going to say something about your hair, and you're going to be like, "What's wrong with my hair?" Like, you didn't read just the nine first reviews that were like, yeah. "This is glow." I told you, man. I told you when I heard it earlier that this is next level stuff, and you were smart. You were like, "Look, it's not about you know. I'm not trying to change a game. I'm just trying to do stuff that you know that I like and whatever." But I yeah. I really do think that this uh, this is going to be one of those like inflection points for for you guys mm-hmm. and i think for so many fans like this is this is a real changer this is because it is hard to pin down it is hard to know exa- you're you are going from you know post hardcore to suddenly into a death metal growl to all of a sudden i'm hearing the you know the opening to and justice for all and then there's the, the piano bit at the beginning of feast of sorrow which sounds like classical music you guys are you're including all of these influences into something that is uniquely you and i felt the same thing on on serpent and spirit i'm surprised to hear you say that you you there are things that you wish were better on serpent and spirit i'm counting Definitely. down i'm counting down songs and going what what is the song that what are the songs that you don't care for as much okay so the drum t- the drum production could be better okay palace i'm fine with serpent i'm fine with the fast part of moon rubbish limited Limited drummer. I don't think it's good enough. I think oh. it's a really shoddy ending for a great kind of what could have been a great rock song. Um, I think Desolate, different level. Got us, Someone yep. listened to it for two minutes and signed us. Desolate. Um, Envy the Dead. Tacky, simple, shit lyrics. Some of them I didn't write and I didn't realise it was fucking ripping off from King Diamond. I had <laughs> no idea. Um, uh, yeah, you're teaching too. me too. I didn't know that. No, Memorial 2, I think, could have been something more interesting. Um, oh, I love Memorial. I, I think it's so wonderful. I love when you guys go into the um, – it's such a fine line, you know, but it feels like Orion, you know, that – It's such a – Sorry, I meant to say, I'm sorry, Memorial Part 2. Oh, Part 2. Memorial. Memorial is wicked. Memorial Part 2. I'm like, that could have sounded better. That could have been better. And Tomb is fine. I think the ending of Tomb is rushed, and Tomb's I think the intro. Yeah, and I think the intro is um, a one minute too long. So, but I think I think on the next record, I, me and Angus have already got a song written, and it's just we like a lot of a lot of music, and I want to sh- I want to I don't want to go. Let's just have a part that sounds like I don't. I'm, we're not going to a part right. that sounds that Madonna. Just because I like Madonna, <laughs> no, it, it, it just has to be what falls out of my hands. Yes. what falls out of Angus's hands, what pops into my head. I'm not going to go. Oh, I'm going to purposely want to write a, a riff that sounds like fucking Dexy's Midnight Runners. So I'm going to keep listening to Dexy's Midnight Runners <laughs> and just rip off a riff from them yeah. or a beat from them or whatnot. No, I just, 
I immerse myself every day with loads of different music. On this album, I was listening to a lot. I listened to a lot of Survivor. I have I have done for years. Really, I to a lot of a lot of Jimmy Jameson's version of Survivor. Um, Cinderella, Queensrÿche. Um, that that riff at the beginning and the and that that sort of bookends a stumble of words has that uh, it really i heard it and i was like oh it has sort of a queensrike feel to it you know what i mean like that's that's so cool uh, that you say that because i because you're channeling that thing and i think that's what's really important yeah. is like you know you're you're synthesizing some you're synthesizing something that you're hearing into your own unique style and i think that's really cool and it shows up well i won't try and like listen to too much metal whilst writing angus pretty much doesn't listen to any metal when he's writing mm -hmm. like tries to avoid it all together um there's certain elements with the stuff that i write that maybe sounds quite a bit like death mm -hmm. but yeah um like there's a riff in the middle of becoming the ocean i wrote on tour in a hotel that's to me that's just like a a bit of a death hook um the stuff that. for me, for me and Angus, Nevermore, Nevermore is a big one for me and Angus. Mm -hmm. um, that's like one of our sort of um, main inspirations. Jeff Loomis, Nevermore, Waldane, that stuff. But it's like a band that time seems to have forgotten. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I've had to get up because my signal's getting a bit weird. Mate, I feel like I've spoke too much. Fire away! No, no, Start no, no. Chucking. Let's go for it. I'm hey, I'm I'm here <laughs> to listen. You, by the way, I'm here to listen. Great, this is a great record, by the way. This is um, this is a George Michael record. Listen to that, man. The first two George Michael records. Listen to those. That's, All right. That's uh, as good as it gets for a male vocalist, probably. Oh man, I um, listen. I listen it, to everything. Give that a go. You know, I was thinking about I was actually thinking about it today because I'm a huge Radiohead fan and it took me a while um, when I listen to Radiohead always. It always takes me some time between like there are some that hit instantly, um, mm -hmm. like uh, in Rainbows. Uh, Hail to the Thief took me about six months to really hear it. Moon Shaped Pool took me four years. I went on a walk and I listened to it in my, you know, my earbuds and it hit <laughs> and and um, at night. And uh, True Love Waits hit me so hard. I had to just stop and just just cry. <laughs> and I couldn't listen to the album again. And I, I, I still I still have like, I'll listen up to that part. And I just can't. Because it's, I wonder if you're going to get things like that where people go. Because I realized when I put it on this morning um, that I was like, this is a tough listen sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, totally. Totally. And, I mean, it's, um, I do get it. I do get that people are, will find it a hard listen, um, vote for the lyrical content. And then I, yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, we'll just listen to it for the music. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes you're able, I think, to, to sort of allow the music to just take over. I mean, I, you know, I do that with Mastodon a lot where I can just, you know, I can listen to um, Once More Around the Sun, which is a really dark album, but it has fun and, you know, it's good sets. I love that music. Um, and so I can kind of ignore the fact that it's, you know, as heavy as it is. And I mean that in the sort of existential sense. How was it? Let me let me ask you. I've you talked a little bit about the process, but um, but I should get a little bit to how, what it was like working with Joe Duplantier, who, uh, who produced mm -hmm. the album, uh, the lead singer of yep. Gojira. 
Mm-hmm. And how was that process? Mate, it was, the guy is unbelievably nice. He's like a truly lovely human. Yeah. And he, he didn't want to touch too much. On, he said it was really organic. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to touch too much on the song structures or anything. He was like creating the overall vibe, the overall sound. And he was just like, this is your art. He was like, I'd be annoyed if someone come in and tell me what to do with a Gajira song. But it's creating a vibe. Now, on the last album, I don't think we had much of a vibe, a character. This one makes you feel a bit on edge, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, um, and it was truly great. And Johan, the engineer who works on Gajira's albums, totally great. He mixed it, obviously, with Joe being a producer. Unbelievable. And... Um, I would like to, to go at it again because I think the next album is going to be very different from Serpent, which is going to be which is very different from Feast. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to release the same albums. Of course. Though not. I am no. work, I am working on the the uh, artwork that I do want for the next album. And I think if we get it in early, that will change everything. And um <laughs> I like photos. I like I can't deal with I illustrations it's not really my sort of thing yeah um i like a photo that will kind of make me think wow okay so i have something in mind already cool and i just want to i want to go back with joe and be like okay we've done a heavy brutal metal album now let's it's going to be heavy it's going to have riffs but then it's also going to have this 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 is this we've touched on all of these elements briefly but we've not pushed them cool. so and this is what i think is a good thing about earn and our fans we've shown our colors and our passions and little yeah. flickers of different colors here and there so no one's going to be surprised by i feel like whatever we will do because they'll go well we, we know Earn like loads of music and we know they can write stuff like this so i'm excited to see what we can do and it's nice to see a bit of a um, a fan base growing with us. No, but I, I mean, I just, you, you, you know, I, since I've been uh, sort of extolling the virtues of of Earn on on Twitter, and uh, you know, the, like there have been like Steve Hammond is a guy who's you know listening to my podcast, and he's like, "You're absolutely right; these guys are amazing." And I, I do think that it's cool that you can build in modern metal a really mm-hmm. uh, solid fan base with you know, with what is in the larger sense of popular music, a niche kind of, you know what I mean? Like Gojira sold the most physical copies <laughs> uh, with Magma or not with, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Fortitude, you know, in 2021 or whatever it was. And it was like, that's incredible. This is a fucking death metal, essentially a death metal band, yeah. you know, from France. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. That, that's it. And, and you can do it because, one of the things that I think they they look at, and just in terms of the industry, is that like a, a a a band that has a really loyal fan base that is like willing to go on the band with a journey, the way Mastodon has and Gojira has, and you know, uh, that that, that mm. could also have a broader appeal. And I I think that's really interesting. So I think it's also good to be like, I don't want to be egotistical about you know interacting with with other people, but I do think there's a little bit of ego in terms of how you create your music and the response to it. And I think that's fucking good, Joe. I think you should keep that. You know what yeah. I mean? Get a little bit of chip on your shoulder. That's fine because fuck them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I have, uh, that's one thing. I, 
I do have I have a chip on my shoulder about a lot of things, Good. and I, I I guess I don't tolerate I don't tolerate. <laughs> I've ever, our, our management are probably going to be like you're one of the most aggy people ever. But I am <laughs> in a, a census. If I don't think you're doing something right, if I think you've done something wrong, Schneid, or I don't think you've done it to the level that I expect, I will say something. But that's in that thing. But to 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 fans, friends, whatnot of the band. I will always be the best I can, but when it comes to the uh, the sound of Earn and what Earn's visual aspect is, and you know everything we want, it is down to me and Angus. And obviously, James is quite new to the to the hold, um, but it is you know me and Angus kind of call the shots, and and that is taken from a big inspiration from that Lars and James thing. And look, fucking hell, man, if you're going to put out Lulu, you've got to literally not give a shit. Just as long as you're comfortable with it and you're happy and that's what you want to hear, do it. But just remember, you can chuck whatever you want if you're creating. Yeah. You know, and that's when you when you look at some like when you go to some like mad fucking art galleries. Sometimes I'm going there and I'm yeah. like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. Like MoMA or something, you know. I always think like this should be two wings. One is hard to do and one is not hard to do because these are all fun. But that but lobster yeah. phone's not hard to do. And like, but like some of these are really tough. I just think yeah. I always love that. Like, like th- that that's modern art, but that's just a basketball with like shaving cream on it. You know, that's not that's not. Tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, I wonder when people are doing it, are they are they thinking? loads of people and I think this is fucking genius and we're just taking the piss yeah, do you know uh, what I mean yeah. I'll probably have to dash in a minute and, but what yeah, I would like no to do because we've just spoke I've spoke yeah. like we're mates at one point I'd like to if, you, if you'd have me if you could send me a load of questions I listen to your show and I think it's very different I think it's it's, it's very different for, for an English person <laughs> I think it's uh, quite interesting. Half the time, I must admit, I, I'm like, I, I'm, half the time, I'm, I am like, I don't know what sometimes what the Yanks are going on about. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like struggling <laughs> with this, but it's different. It's it's a bit edgy. It's a bit out there. Oh, thanks. And I I like that. And I like I, I like your um your approach to what you like about metal. And I I feel oh, thanks, like man. here we've just spoke as friends. Yeah. And um, I like that. I kind of like riffing with people and. And what have you. And um, but I feel like I, I could give you some actual <laughs> solid answers. What what we've got is great. And if you want to do more, I'm happy to do more. I'll send you some stuff, and that's that's totally awesome. Um, I'll also I'll let you go. I will also say that um this my show is weird even for Americans. So you're <laughs> you should... yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the it, it's cool. Great. It's just I don't know. It's like this. It's weird because I've obviously lived a different life to to you, and I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm not. I haven't grown up in America, but it feels very nostalgic at some points. And I'm mm, like, yep. I don't know why it is because it shouldn't be for me because that's not the life that huh. I've lived or what have you. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, Dude, thanks for talking to me and uh, I'll, I'll let you know. Thanks, man. Sweet, man. Thank you very Thank much. You, mate. Privilege. Thank you. Bye. And as you can hear there, Joe was gracious enough to offer answers to a few more questions. So I decided to put on my serious pants and sent him four more questions on some of the most hotly debated topics in heavy metal today, as the thoughtful, professional internet music critic that I am. And here they are. All right, here we go. Four questions for Joe Nally of Urn. Question the first. Is Robbie Williams real? 
because I've never heard a Robbie Williams song, nor do I know any Robbie Williams fans, but it feels like the Brits are playing the long game on an inside joke, like, oh, the Yanks are coming. Put up them Robbie Williams live at Shitshire upon Butford and let's see if they notice. Is that the case? Is Robbie Williams real? Yes, very, very real. Um, he was in a boy band called Take That, who were massive in the 90s. And then he left them, became all famous, uh, sort of mugged them off in the public. Certainly the main guy from Take That, who wrote pretty much all of it, was the kind of the main guy. And then he became massive and Take That went to nothing, split up and what have you. So Robbie, for the next eight years, was this giant thing. And then Take That came back and then they just, it was gigantic it became so big that all of a sudden he became irrelevant it was mental and i've actually seen take that with robbie williams the shows are unbelievable and then they let him rejoin they all sorted it out and they let him rejoin and i fucking hated it because they gave him his own set within their set but robbie williams does actually have a few bangers he is real for what it's worth is he annoying Absolutely. Question the second. You mentioned that people are desperate to categorize urn within a certain subgenre. But when you're sitting around with the other doom and sludge bands in the heavy metal cafeteria, do you guys pick on power metal? Like, you like steal their 20-sided dices and stuff? Or, or are you nice to nerds? Do we pick on the power metal nerds? Look, oh, I mean, is it my favorite genre of music? No. When power metal gets something right, yeah, they, you know, some of the bands, the Hammerfall, I saw Hammerfall at a festival in Europe once. The crowd reacted like prime Iron Maiden just walked down stage. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so um, power metal, I sort of, you know, let them, let them have their good times. You know, but we don't pick on anyone. Question the third. Is Graham Norton real? It's all the same questions about Robbie Williams. Just apply them to Graham Norton. Is Graham Norton real? Is Graham Norton real? Graham Norton is very real. Funny as fuck, actually. He was a, in a program called Father Ted, one of the greatest programs ever. And then he started having his own talk shows. The Americans love him. Whenever I watch anything and the Americans are on there with him, they love him. He is ridiculously funny. And now he's the host of Eurovision Song Contest, which is, is a, it's a big thing over here in Europe and Australia, randomly. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, Graham Norton is very real, and he is top, top banter. And finally, question the fourth. This question has a subtitle, and it is, To Dialect Twice. I'd like to ask you a question in my best South London accent, and I'd like you to answer it in your best American accent, just not a Southern dialect, because that's a joke we've been playing on you guys. Like, there is no such place as Mississippi. We've just been taking the piss on that one. I mean, look at how it's spelled. So here we go. <clears throat> My favorite song on A Feast of Sorrow is the opener, A Flood Came Rushing In. Do you have a favorite song on the album currently? Okay, that's it. And please remember to really hit those R's as hard as you can, like hamburger or AR-15. All right?
I'm terrible with accents as well. God, I can't even... Like, straight away, I just think of a Southern American voice. Um, and I don't want you to tell me off. Um, oh, God. I feel, like, pressured now. Is there no way, no smart way I can get around this? Um, oh, Jesus. This is going to be out there for the world to hear how terrible my my impressions are. What about... I've now got a green card. I'm actually a Brit who's moved. So I can do it in an American voice. That's fine. Or when you watched a really, 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 really old, old films from the 30s, sometimes I'm like, hmm, is that just an English actor making no effort to be American? Maybe. My favourite song. American voice. Currently a feast on sorrow. And I can't do it. I'm, I'm cracking up. Like, my mouth won't allow me to be like, I can't even do it. It's a feast and sorrow. Do an impression of me pretending to say a feast and sorrow in American, an American accent, please. Oh, well played, Joe. A little bit of interview judo from Ern's frontman there. Jodu, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. But hey, ask and ye shall receive. So here it is, me answering my own question as someone with a South London accent trying to do an American accent. Okay, American accent, got it. Uh, just ate a hot dog, and it's not sitting well, but I decided I can't afford to go to the doctor over it, so feeling quite American, thanks. And here's your answer. My favourite song on A Feast on Sorrow is the title track, A Feast on Sorrow, because I don't think there's a song on the record with greater emotional weight. And now I'm off to root for my favourite American football team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I fucking nailed it, mate. Thanks to Joe Nally for taking the time to talk with me and being a good sport. If you haven't heard of Feast on Sorrow yet, what are you doing with your life? You gotta get your principles straight. Ronnie James Dio is coming and we need to look like we have our shit together, guys. Don't embarrass me in front of Ronnie. So get on that earn record and make sure you adjust your tiger saddle at some point before the next and volume for all. <laughs>